He is the athletic director at Syracuse University. John Wildhack back with us here on the block. John, it's it's been so long. How are you, sir? I'm great, Brent. How's the last 24 hours of your life been? Been great. How about you? Anything eventful happened in the last 24 hours? You know, it's it's uh, it's really busy with football and the start of basketball on Friday, so it's uh, it's a fun time. Due diligence still being done on the Carrier Dome uh, renovations in the last 24 hours. Anything to add uh, there? The work continues, I will tell you that. There the you work go. continues. There you go. Fantastic. It's actually where I want to start today because you and I did a little podcast. People can sure. listen to that as well. And we brought up the Carrier Dome, and, you know, you've brought it up. It's it's a process. It's due diligence. But you hear a lot from the fans and people and, and feedback, no matter, you know, where they would uh, fall under that umbrella, fans, alums, whatever the case may be. And we brought up air conditioning and those modern amenities that fans want. How about what can you add about what fans have asked about the structure of the building? Are people like freaking out about is it there's still going to be a bubble? Is it still going to look the same? Like what kind of feedback have you gotten, and, and what can you tell us about if it matches those expectations? I, I really, I really haven't received any feedback in terms of the you know, the aesthetics. Is it a you know is it a bubble roof? Is it you know is it a different kind of you know roof, a more permanent type roof, et cetera, that type of thing? You know what I what I have heard. And I take very seriously is, you know, the uh, the call to, to upgrade the fan experience in all respects. And it starts with, you know, it starts with air conditioning. It starts with amenities across the board in terms of, you know, access, uh, concessions, more variety with concessions, restrooms, et cetera, that type of thing. So it's, it's all that's really, really important. And you know, we do part of the due diligence is we see what other, either renovated facilities or new facilities coming online to see what they've done. And, uh, you know, there's an expectation that today's fan has. And uh, we've got to be prepared to uh, to meet that to the in the best way we possibly can. You're meeting that as best as possible here in this building before the renovations take place. You know what I hear a lot on, and I'm sure you do as well, and maybe we can address this as, boy, this is such a 2017 millennial thing to say, but it's just part of the world we live in today, Wi-Fi. How's your Wi-Fi? You know, when you, you go to a game, you should put the darn phone down and just watch the game, but I think we know the world we live in, things are a little different there. No question. You know, we've got you know, our, our Wi-Fi, you know, we, we to, to get it to ultimately where we'd want to be, we would have to add, you know, hundreds of, 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 hot, of hot spots, um and it's, again, it's something that we've tried to increase the um, um, the reliability of our Wi-Fi this year. Um, I think we have to some extent, but for every, again, in every arena, there's an expectation is I'm going to have Wi-Fi access from the time I walk into the time I leave, and we don't yet have the capacity to do that. But uh, I will tell you, when we talk about the due diligence for the renovation. And fan experience and amenities, Wi-Fi is, is right near the top of my list. John Wildhack is our guest here. He's the athletic director at Syracuse University, of course. And Saturday we've got uh, a game against Wake Forest, John, and there's some great things happening, particularly Military Appreciation Day that we want to bring up here in a moment. But, boy, that Clemson game and that Clemson win was huge. It's a beacon you can point to and say this is what this team has accomplished. But, Boy, you know, to have to wait nearly a month between that game and this home game, you know, you want to kind of get the fans amped up again and ramped up again saying, hey, you know, this this team's going to need you on Saturday. So that being said, how have you found the attendance, the ticket sales, the response from the community to kind of get back in that building on Saturday and cheer on a team that hasn't won 
but has certainly been competitive since that Clemson win. Yeah, we've seen an uptick in, in ticket sales, particularly over the last kind of 48 to 72 hours, Brent. We still have plenty of good seats available. You know, that, that's, a, that's clearly a headline. Um, the, the environment in the Dome against Clemson was tremendous, and I saw Dan Radakovich, the Clemson AD, the week after it, it's uh, ACC meetings, and he made a point of coming over to me, and he said, John, he said, the atmosphere in the Dome – you know, he said it was tremendous. He said that, that was, you know, that's as tough an environment as we played in since we've gotten good at Clemson. And he just, he just raved about the Dome and, and our fans. So our fans, they had an impact on that game. And well, we need them again against Wake. We need them again against BC um, in two weeks to give us, you know, that, uh, you know, make, let's make the loud house, you know, the loud house indeed. And, and the one thing I don't like, Brett, I don't like a month going between home games. And that's one of the byproducts when you have three home games to start the season. And that's something I want to work and correct going forward. John, uh, you know, the Syracuse University has clearly established itself as a university that backs its veterans. And you and I have talked about that in, in other ways. We discussed it on the podcast as well. So Military Appreciation Day is Saturday for the football game, but it really expands to some other events, and it's it's really a whole weekend in a way, and certainly Veterans Day weekend brings that to mind. So for those that haven't heard, you can get all the details at Cuse.com, but tell us some of the highlights of Military Appreciation Day for football and some other sports coming up. Well, we actually have a ceremony at Hendricks on uh, on Friday, which is open to uh, open to the public. Um, it's at 11 a.m. It's a recognition program, and, and I went last year, and I was I was really really impressed. It's it's a it's a really really uh, unique uh, event, and it celebrates veterans the right the right way. And you know, our university and our relationship with veterans and being being there to help veterans and their families goes back to you know, World War II and Chancellor Corbelly. So it's part of the DNA of the university. And for this weekend, you know, on Friday, we got special ticket offerings <clears throat> for the women's game at 2 p.m. and the men's game, um, $2 for the women's basketball game for active military and vets, um, and $10 for the men's basketball game for active military and vets. Uh, we've got our relationship with Fort Drum is great. Uh, we'll, they're bringing down uh, part of their music ensemble who will play with our marching band on the quad pregame. They'll play with our marching band at halftime as well. The anthem will be sung by a veteran. Um, our hometown hero um, is, uh, is Mike uh, Shimadi, class of 38. He is Syracuse University's oldest living World War II veteran, 103 years young. Um, ben Brickman, who's a walk-on on our football team this year, as uh, a wide receiver, is a Marine vet. Um, he'll participate in the hometown hero uh, ceremony and recognition at the end of the first quarter. Um, Major General Walter Pyatt uh, for the 10th Mountain Division at Fort Drum is the honorary captain this week. He'll participate in the coin toss. So we're really trying to ramp up, um, and I thought we did a good job last year, and we want to build upon it and do a, a great job this year and pay the appropriate tribute to our veterans, to those who are in active service. I know our fans, I know our community um, is, is you know, 100% supportive of that initiative, and I think that is just going to add to the game day experience on Saturday and also Friday, the women's game and the men's game. Speaking of game day experience, we mentioned the crowd and, and, and the importance of this game as this uh, football team is trying to get over that hump and, and get bowl eligible. And, you know, that's six wins to ensure it. There's wacky scenarios at five and seven that you could possibly get in. 
One way or the other, John, would are you at the point now that it would be a disappointment if they don't qualify for a bowl game? You know, Brent, I, I'm not I'm not going to say it's a disappointment. If you know, listen, what and, and this is cliche, but we've got to win this week. I mean, we control our own destiny. If we win two out of the last three games, we'll be playing in the postseason. So, you know, I mean, clearly, you know, there's we have we have aspirations. Those aspirations go back to the off-season conditioning uh, workouts that uh, that the team did back in January and February. And um, the focus is, hey, let's win two out of these last three. And if we do that, we've taken care of business. There's no mystery. The only mystery will be where we play our 13th game, and that's the goal. What are the conversations like with Dino Babers these days? Because clearly, even though they haven't won these games, there's improvement there, and he wants to win as much as anybody as you do. But you know, you'd really have to <laughs> you'd have to look for something wrong to not recognize that this team is improving. Every game they've lost has been by less than ten points. So, how have you and Dino navigated that, and what you expect week to week based on those conversations? I think one of the things is you know, can we continue to improve week in and week out? And if you can, if you improve week in and week out, and sometimes that improvement is is you know in very very small and minor details, um, that increases our chances to win. And uh, you know, and we had that opportunity on Saturday. And you know, when you don't do it, or you don't do it against Miami, is there some frustration? Of course, because we all want to win. And you see the effort that uh, the coaches, the coaching staff, that the players put in every single week. At the same time, is is we're getting better, and it's you know. Last year there were some games, you know, that frankly we weren't competitive when we went to Clemson. We're competitive now. We've proven we can play with everybody. The next step is to win those games, and it's part of the growth process. I think of a football team and a football program, and, and you know, I'm still focused on you know the long. You know, while you're focused on week to week, I'm still focused also on long term. It's how we continue to build this foundation to have a program that can have sustained success. We're better than we were 14 months ago. How do we make sure that we're better 14 months from now than we are today? John, uh, once upon a time, you were on the side of, and I'll give you an example. I I talked to Reese Davis uh, recently about Dino, and one thing he said really stuck out to me, and Reese, of course, is now the host of Game Day, and he said, you know, you want to coach other people want. You want a coach that has a profile. You want a coach that, that stands out. You now have a coach people want. You have a coach that's coming up on lists of you know other programs that may take a look at him, may desire him, whatever the case may be. So how do you now come on this side of it instead of making those lists for game day? You're the guy that's got to ensure that Dino goes nowhere if somebody puts a serious offer on the table. So what has that process been like? Have you talked to whoever you need to talk to about that? Do you, you know, Are you building a moat around the football office? Like, How's this going to work? You know, we changed all the locks. There right? you go. Uh, Good start. But, uh, no, I mean, part, part, you know, this really started when I got here is, is working with Dino is what can we do to provide him the resources and the support to compete at an ACC level? So it's not something that, you know, boy, I wake up the morning after the Clemson game and what are we going to do? This is something that, you know, we've been working on since I got here. We've done a number of things. Um We've, we've not been real public about it, and that's okay. Um, you know, sometimes it's best to prefer to work quietly, but we've done that in terms of support staff, in terms of other ways that we can build our program. Uh, and I think if we've tried to demonstrate it work hand-in-hand with Coach 
that we're here to support him. And when you can add additional resources to that program, what you hope is, you know, and you're doing so in concert with the coach, is he realizes, hey, this is a place where the administration supports me, you know, the athletic director supports me, and a place that I want to be. So it's, it, to me, it's, it's, it's not something you do overnight. It has to be part of the ongoing relationship and conversation between me and, uh, and Coach Babers. Well, here we are on November 8th, and we're still knee-deep in football conversation, which is good news because in recent years people have turned the page and anxiously awaited basketball's arrival, which they're doing, but doing it in concert with football. So here uh, basketball gets underway here. The men's team starts Friday night against Cornell, and it's a very interesting year, John, because there's a lot of new faces that fans are going to have to get used to. So as we are on the dawn of the new basketball season, what are you thinking here? Well, I think it's 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 always exciting, and... You know, the unknown, right, is because the, the the turnover for both rosters, for both the men's and the women's roster is, you know, is, is extraordinary. At the same time, you know, the men we've got, you know, I mean, Ty's battle, obviously, Ty showed what he could do, particularly the last half of last year. You know, Frank Howard is, is um, you know, he's improved. Um, he's had a really, really good fall camp. Pascal's healthy. Matt Moyer, he was in the program last year, so there's some experience there. And then Geno Thorpe being a fifth-year senior. Um, and then we've got you know, a, a number of, you know, of young freshmen, and they're going to have to step in and play you know, meaningful roles from, uh, from the get-go. And it's pretty much the same for Q. We obviously lost the best backcourt in the country, um, but we've got depth. He's recruited very, very well. And uh, it'll take time, I think, for both teams to – to really get comfortable with playing and playing in the game environment and figuring out how to, how to play with one another. But there's, there's talent there, and I'm excited. And, you know, I know both coaching staffs because I've seen them in action. Um, you know, the commitment, the focus, and the attention to detail that Coach Bayheim and his staff and Coach Q and his staff uh, have given and provided their respective teams. John, one final thought from you before we let you go. Uh, good to shout out some other programs that are having a little success here, maybe off the radar. One is field hockey. They've got a, a NCAA tournament matchup coming up this weekend, and you've got a bit of a mini dynasty brewing with, with cross country. And you know, Justin Knight is a name that stands out individually, but that program is is racking up the uh, league championships. Well, uh, cross country five for five, five consecutive ACC champions. You know, Justin's a multiple. Uh, time ACC individual champion. He's also one of the nicer young people you've ever met. I ran into him today. We had a great conversation. He's so humble. Um, he's so down to earth. He's just he's an unbelievable representative of our, of our university. You know, and Angie and her program, we got an at-large bid, and I think that reflects on just the program that she's built. Uh, we play at Michigan. Two years ago, it's where we won the national championship, and you know, I saw Ange today, and I said, Ange, I said, everybody's 0-0, and let's go 2-0 this weekend. And, of course, you can uh, watch that on the ACC Network Extra app coming up this weekend. Give a little 11.30. There you go. A little shout-out. A little, little plug for that app. Um, you know, they got to work on that delay. But other than that, other than that, I'm down with it. I'm, I'm hip to the technology. I'm coming around on this thing, John. And that's where most of the basketball games early in the season will, will be shown as well. So. Exactly, and that's just. You know, that's where you know, it's where technology's led us, yep. and uh, you know it's actually that app. It's a great experience because obviously you can watch our games, but then you know there's there's such an array of content that you can access from there. So, Brent, I I applaud your embracement of technology and uh, and you're underestimating your ability. And 
Well, I appreciate you saying that. I'm a pretty stubborn guy, but I've come around on, on that. So, John, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time here today and, and yesterday as well. I think I've, I've spent more time talking to you than my wife the past couple of days. So, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm, I'm sure you're pretty sick of me by now. So uh, we'll say goodbye for now, but uh, certainly I'll catch up down the road. Well, ditto, Brent. You say hello to your wife tonight. I'll say hello to mine, okay? <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. Thank you, John. Thank you, Brent. That's John Wildack. Of course, he's the athletic director at Syracuse University.